Welcome to the Not So Darling Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Phillips. This is a platform where myself and my guests share honest conversations while not taking life so seriously. Because let's face it, being perfect is lame. My next guest is Laura Watkins. Laura grew up near Louisville and attended the University of Louisville, where she earned a bachelor's degree in marketing and a master's of business administration. Her goal had always been to open her own business, but it wasn't until she was writing one day with a coworker and her coworker asked her, uh, if you could absolutely do anything, what would it be? The answers seemed to fall right out of Laura's mouth. I would quit my job, go to hair school, and open an Aveda salon. Crazy enough, within a year, that's exactly what she did. She quit her corporate marketing job and went back to school to become a licensed cosmetologist. Fast forward to today, Laura is the proud owner of Pure Salon Spa, an Aveda salon and spa and is celebrating the 13th year in business. Her salon has been ranked among the top 200 salons in North America by Salon Today magazine for the last 10 years. Laura has been married to her husband for 18 years and has two daughters. Her passion includes empowering women, raising respect for careers in the beauty industry, and ending the stigma associated with mental illness. Pure Salon and Spa is an Aveda concept located in Fern Creek and offers many services, including haircutting, coloring, conditioning treatments, styling of all hair types, facial waxing, brow and lash tinting, massages, and facials. When it comes to ending the stigma associated with mental illness, this is close to Laura's heart. She herself struggled in 2015 and was diagnosed with severe depression. One out of four people will struggle with mental illness in their lifetime, and that means there are a lot of people out there struggling alone, and Laura wants to change that. Hi, Laura. How are you doing today? Hey, Tanya. I'm doing really good. Welcome to the Not So Darling podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy to have you on. I want to tell my listeners just a little bit about how we met. Um, We met at the Beauty Boost event for Empowering Women. I was hosting and you were one of the panelists that I got to interview. And um, I found you very intriguing. And so I thought I would have you on. So tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So... Like you said, my name is Laura Watkins. Um, I grew up just south of Louisville in Bullitt County and went to U of L. Got a degree in marketing, um, and then later on got my MBA. And so I have a background in business, and then um, decided that I wanted to own my own company. So in 2008. I opened Pure Salon Spa, which is an Aveda concept salon and spa located in Fern Creek. And um, that's what I've been doing uh, since then. We'll celebrate our 13-year anniversary this fall. 
Um, and then in addition to that, I have a great husband that I've been married to for almost, well, I guess it's 18 years. And then we have two daughters, Julia, who's almost 16 and Shelby, who's 10. So mm. I have my hands full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a salon owner and a mom and a wife, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, yes. so congratulations on your 13 years, uh, coming up of your uh, salon. Thank you. And in your bio, you mentioned that a coworker had asked you um, if you could do anything. This is outside of what you were doing are are doing now. Um, right. If you could do anything right this moment, what would you do? And you said you would get your cosmetology license and open your own Aveda salon. So I have to ask you, why a salon and why a Veda? I know, right? It, it just, it, I don't know. It just fell out of my mouth that day. Um, and well, personally, I've always enjoyed the salon spa experience. Um, and then in college, if we had like a formal for sorority or if my friends are getting married, that sort of thing, I would do their makeup or I'd help them fix their hair. And so I've always been intrigued by that industry and, and loved, you know, doing other people's nails and, and all of that. So I think that's where the salon part came from. I would, you know, quit my job and open a salon. Um, and then when it came to Aveda, I started using Aveda products when I was probably 22, right out of college, had my first job. Um, and I started using their products. And I just have always felt that they had a very strong reputation in, in the beauty industry. They have great brand recognition. Um, I love what they stand for as a company. And I knew that if I partnered with somebody like Aveda, that that would attract people automatically to the business. So um, that's why I chose to partner with them. Mm, okay. Yeah, I've used Aveda a few times, but so I'm not real familiar with their products. So you'll have to share more with me later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I am sort of like you, and I've been in the beauty industry uh, for a while. I'm not anymore, but... I worked in salons um, in high school as a receptionist, and I loved the industry so much. Um, I went to hair school and then I quit, but I went back and did uh, or did get my nail tech license. And I did that for a while and I, I, I didn't really love it. It wasn't something that I really enjoyed. I think it was just like the fastest time in school. Right. Well, that was re really the reason why it was like, I wanted just to hurry up and get, you know, say I, that I accomplished something and, and I did, but it wasn't like where my heart really was. And I, and I think sure. I've always loved hair and, and makeup too. And, um, and fashion and my friends would always contact me and ask me of this or what my opinion was for that. Um, so I guess that, I don't know about the hair thing. I just never really felt like, I don't know, maybe it held me back because I was like, there's so many people out there that do hair. So like, how would I be any different? And so maybe I just didn't believe in myself enough to think that I could stand out. You know, I too had thought like, oh, well, maybe 
since I don't want to do hair, I could, you know, like open my own business and like be the salon owner, but not do the hair, but just like run the show. And so that's kind of what you're doing now, right? So you did get your cosmetology license, but you're not actively doing hair, right? Right. Um, So when I decided that that's what I wanted to do ultimately was own a salon, I decided that I would be a stronger owner if I had both the technical knowledge and then, you know, coupled with the business knowledge and experience that I had, I thought that would make me a stronger owner. So at 30 years old, I quit my corporate job, went back to hair school, um, got licensed, and I did hair for probably, probably two and a half years before I opened the salon. And then once I opened the salon, I continued to do hair for another couple of years. And then eventually I referred all of my guests to my stylists um, that worked for me. Um, but I keep that license current because I spent 1500 hours earning it <laughs> <laughs> and I renew it every year. And you just never know. Sometimes, in fact, on Saturday, I worked at the salon and I had to jump in and shampoo and finish a guest. So I always want to keep it current in case I'm needed for that. And then um, because I did the time. <laughs> so I want to <laughs> I want to make sure and renew it every year. I would be the same way. Um especially as an owner, you know, you want people to think, okay, well, she's not only an owner, but she knows exactly where I'm coming from, you know, as someone who's coming in the salon or someone who's working for you because they can say, okay, yeah, she knows the rope. She understands the business, both sides of it. So. Right. And it helps so much. Um, I think it does help me relate to the stylist because I understand what they're doing and you know I understand the color wheel and I understand the different color products and what does what and how how that all works to a degree not obviously not as much as they do because they do it every day but I have a general understanding of what they're doing and I've also worked behind the chair so I understand how challenging it is sometimes working with the public and trying to get the the look that they they want and um it also comes in really handy if we ever have a guest who maybe isn't happy with the result that they've gotten so i can determine what they're telling me you know i can kind of i can determine if it's a legitimate challenge so to speak and then help coach the stylist on maybe what we could have done different or how to respond to a guest in that situation. So it it helps, it helps in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that being uh, helpful. So why did you call it Pure Salon and Spa? Is it Pure Salon and Spa? There's actually no and. So it's Pure Salon Spa. Um, you know, that was kind of an interesting process. I went through a couple of different names that I thought about. One was Elements, but there's already an Elements um, massage business in Louisville. And then I thought about the Sanctuary. Um, and then I was, I guess, 
doing more research about Aveda and kind of their background and how they manufacture and ingredients and stuff like that. And part of their tagline is um, pure flower and plant extracts is where they get all of their formulations from. Um, and so then I thought, oh, well, what about pure? Because it kind of stands for what Aveda already stands for. So that's that's kind of how I got to that name. And that's kind of what I thought, because uh, I, I remember Veda being more pure and kind of clean. Uh, and so I thought, I bet that's why, because she's the Aveda concept. And so it's pure, like pure. <laughs> yeah, so it works well. It, you know, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, it did. How did you get started in your business? And what steps did you take to reach your goal? Well, the you know, the first step was going to hair school. Um, and so I did that. My husband was still active duty in the army at that time. And we were stationed in, uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. So I actually went to hair school and got licensed first in Tennessee. And then, uh, we moved back to Louisville and I got my license transferred to Kentucky. And then, you know, we moved back to Louisville around the time, it was a 2008 when the housing market crashed and, I mean, things were just going kind of nuts and people thought I was absolutely insane to open a business during that time. But there were so many opportunities that occurred that probably would not have happened had we not been in that situation. Um, the first one was there the lease that I was able to get for Pure. The space had already been a salon. And it had sat empty, I think, for a year or two. So they were willing to for me to negotiate a really good rent. So that that was very helpful. And then we found out that there was a, a loan. I, I think it was called the Patriot Loan. And it was geared toward spouses of active duty military personnel. So I was able to take advantage of this loan that I probably would not have been able to get had we, had I not been a military spouse, you know, and um, so those were the two big things that, that helped. And then I found at the time, like I kept battling back and forth. Should I do this? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I not? And when I finally made the decision and I just put it out there, I'm going to open an Aveda salon. You know, I'd call it the universe, call it God. I don't, I think it's God personally, but once you put it out there, it's amazing how things just kind of come to you that you need to help make it happen. And I really feel like in a lot of ways, that was the case. Yeah, like all the stars aligned for you. Yes, yes. And then back then you had to, Aveda had a, a pretty stringent process um, to become a concept salon. And um, so I had to submit a proposal and a business plan and um, they actually vote, you know, they, they look at the area that you're in and if, if it can take, you know, if the target market's right and that sort of thing. So that was the other thing that helped because uh, I was able to get approved because nobody was opening businesses <laughs> other than, you know, for the most part, I was probably one of the only ones that was trying to do that with Aveda at the time in that area. So that really helped as well. 
It's really neat, you know, because coming out of with with the situation we've been in in the last year with COVID, uh, you know, there are silver linings to all of things that happen in our lives. Absolutely. And so I feel like, you know, at this certain at that certain time in your life, it kind of just worked out in your favor. And so um, hopefully this will inspire someone who listens to do the same. And maybe they feel like, you know, at this time they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, because it's kind of scary, but um, to go for it, to go for it. So now that you're celebrating 13 years as a salon owner, not only are you crushing your goal, but you have been ranked in the top 200 salons in North America. How does this make you feel as a female business owner? Oh my gosh. It it's, I'm so grateful, first of all. Um, and I always try to remember what got me there. Um, cause it wasn't easy. You know, there's, a, as you know, there's a lot of hard work involved with, with any type of success that you have. Um, but I've often thought of this as my annual performance evaluation, because once you're a business owner, nobody sits down with you anymore and tells you what you're good at and what you need help doing or, you know, so I, when I apply for that top 200 designation every year, when I get it, then I'm like, okay, good. I'm doing something right. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like it's my performance evaluation for the year. And that's, that's how I've tried to think about it ever since I started applying for it. I love that. Yeah. Cause I, I never thought about it until you just said that it is like, once you're like on your own, you don't really have anyone to hold you accountable other than yourself. And then right. trying to like, like, it's almost like you need to mentor yourself because, yeah. and it's, it's difficult. So, um, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you so much. And you know, it's, it's a combination of, the staff that I work with is phenomenal. Um, you know, the Aveda network is phenomenal. They give us a lot of support as owners. Um, and so it's definitely a group effort. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm very proud of that for our team. You should be. Um, (laughs) how are you helping other women achieve their goals? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't set out to do this by any means, but as a salon owner, female salon owner in the beauty industry, I have the opportunity to mentor a lot of young adults that are coming into the industry. You know, they've just graduated from school. um, And, you know, they come from all different backgrounds, different situations. um, But one of the things that I've become very passionate about is being able to coach and mentor these young people that come to me as hairstylists and kind of, you know, empower them to reach their goals and believe in themselves and just encourage them through life. And, you know, I I do as much of that as I can. Some of them don't want to take advantage of that (laughs) and that's fine. But there are others who I feel like I've been able to really help, you know, get to the next level or they'll, we'll talk about wildly audacious, audacious goals. And they'll, they'll be almost, they'll 
they'll whisper it because they, you know, they're just too, they don't have the confidence to just say it. And I love taking that and showing them a path to how they get there. And then, you know, it's amazing to watch these young adults find their their path and their passion and, and achieve goals as a result. That is so rewarding. That's the best part of my job. Mm, yeah, I could I could see that. That's so so helpful to have a manager, a boss, or a person, a mentor to help them because when you're coming out of hair school, it's difficult. I mean, uh-huh. you know, you're not just like going to go out and start you know, making the money in that fast. No, no. And so having someone to walk you through it and help you lead the way um, is is beneficial, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, I see it as paying it forward because I had a lot of great mentors. You know, I I had a lot of great bosses that helped me achieve my goals and, you know, kind of move me forward and, give me some advice and tips and tricks along the way. So, you know, I feel like I have a responsibility to pay that forward and I'm, I'm really happy that I get to do that. So what services do um, you offer at Pure Salon Spa? Um, well, we're pretty full service. Uh, we do just about any type of hair uh, styling, coloring, cutting, um, treatments, that sort of thing. And then we also have a treatment room and we do massages and facials. And then also we can do facial waxing and whether that's lip eyebrows, and then we do eyebrow tinting as well and lash tinting. Okay. Do you all do a lash lifts or just tinting? Right now, just tinting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit because I know there's another thing that you're very passionate about, um, and that is mental illness. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, let's see here. What are ways you are helping break the stigma of mental illness? Yes. Of mental illness. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's okay. Um, well, you know, right now, just small ways. Um, honestly, I it, and it's kind of born of the fact that in 2015, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and um, have battled depression on and off since then. And, you know, I had no idea until it happened to me how debilitating it can be. You know, I, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I thought people with mental illnesses were crazy or weak. Um, you know, I, I just, I didn't get it at the time, but when it happened to me, um, it, it can be very debilitating. I mean, there were times where I couldn't work. Um, I had to have family members help me just get through the day, um, that sort of thing. So, you know, after finally finding something that worked for me and, and getting back to a healthy place mentally, I kind of decided, you know, if more people were talking about this, it would be so much less lonely when you're going through it. Because everything I've read and researched since then says that one in four people will experience mental illness at some point in their life. And so, you know, I I got to thinking about that, like 
that's a lot of people that are experiencing some for some sort of mental illness and nobody's talking about it. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe that, maybe it happened so that I can start talking about it. And my hope is by doing that um, and sharing my story that more people will feel comfortable talking about it and asking for help when they need it, because there's no shame in that. No shame, no shame at all. Um, I love that you are, you know, trying to break the stigma and put your story out there. It's very brave of you. Um, because like you said, some people, uh, perceive mental illness as weakness and you being an, a business owner, you know, you don't want to seem, <laughs> you know, like right. weak in your situation and, right. um, and, and then, you know, some people may think, oh my gosh, she has it, you know, has everything. So why would she feel this way? Um, and Absolutely. so you sharing your story is helping others to say, you know, they're not alone and, and it doesn't matter how successful you are or, you know, another stigma is like, you know, people with mental illness are, um, you know, maybe not in a certain class of, you know, wealthiness or right, whatever right. you look at uh, someone as maybe well they're suffering with mental illness because their income is lower or whatever the case right. may be which is bogus i mean we all know that, right <laughs> that it does not matter what age what race what religion you are anything um no it does not discriminate no not at all not at all and <laughs> You know, I would I felt really guilty about that for a long time, even I, I still struggle with it, something that I'm working through. But, you know, I would tell myself, what in the world do you have to be depressed about? You know, you've got from the outside looking in, I've got it made. I've got a great husband. I have great kids. I have this business that was my dream. Um, what the heck do I have to be depressed about? But it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> you it does not work that way and it is a medical condition that can take you to your knees and you know if it can happen to me I've had no trauma in my life really um sure I've had some ups and downs and some bumps along the way but you know no history of abuse no trauma nothing like that um and you know I can tell you if it had gone on and I hadn't found something to help it could have been very tragic. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's something that people just don't realize. And, uh, I mean, I've struggled with issues myself and I've had, you know, things happen in my life that, uh, have contributed to those. And like you said, it doesn't matter if you did or didn't, it just sometimes just happens. Yes. And it's unfortunate. And um, the more we can talk about it and the more that we can share our stories and know that we're not alone and have a shoulder to cry on or someone to talk to um, and and ways to get better um, yes. and get out of that, I think uh, we'll be in such a better place. Oh. With, you know, society and and in general. <laughs> oh, I agree 100%. I mean, you know, I, I take 
antidepressants. Um, I probably will for the rest of my life. But again, why is that so different than being on an antibiotic? You know, like what? But it's just so hush hush. And, you know, I want to change that. I want to make it more normal. I want to I want to make a safe space that people can just talk about it. Like it's just part of the process for a lot of us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like another tool to get us through whatever we're working on. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, so can you share any news on what's ahead for you and your business? Well, business-wise, just coming out of a pandemic, (laughs) um, we're just trying to get back to normal, really. Um, you know, I, I will be hiring now that we don't have any capacity restraints and all of that. We're, we're in a, a really great place in that we're, we're really busy and we need more stylists so we can serve more, more guests. So definitely hiring, um, and growing that's, you know, on the business side, but then, um, in addition to that, kind of taking this road of ending the stigma with mental illness. Um, I have some things in the works that we're going to launch probably this fall and it's called the self-care society of Kentucky. So be on the lookout for that. As I have more, I'll, I'll be glad to share more with you about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to start a blog and start writing more about my, my journey with mental illness, talk more about depression and, you know, the symptoms and signs so that people can maybe learn more about it. And I think, I think that's enough to keep me busy for a while. (laughs) I would say so. I am super excited about this um, society that you're creating and um, look forward to hearing more about it as it evolves. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, We've come to the end of the podcast and I ask all my guests two questions And these are fun ones. So name something (laughs) in your life you've done that wasn't so darling. Oh, gosh. Well, let's see. Well, I think probably most recently that something that wasn't so darling. I I have the pleasure of raising a teenage daughter right now. And um, as anyone out there knows, raising a teenager can be a little challenging. (laughs) Some days are good. Some days are bad. But most recently, I, you know, sometimes I, I, well, she says I get triggered. <laughs> so that's probably the case. And I just lose it. I just lose it. <laughs> and, you know, I don't always act as mature and parental as I should. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a work in progress. But yeah, I would say sometimes my parenting with a teenage daughter is not so darling. Well, I'll tell you, as a parent of a teenage son who is 14, I know your daughter's just a few years older, but um, I'm with you. You are not alone in this battle. Um, Sometimes I'm like, I'll catch myself and I'm like, am I, I'm kind of talking as if I'm a teenager, but like a mad teenager back at a teenager. Yes. And I'm like, shit. I got to get it together. It's not helpful. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. But it's it's something we're learning and growing. So um, 
I've had those not so darling moments. <laughs> For um, sure. What about who do you find to be so darling? Well, I would have to say my girlfriends. I have a close knit group of girls that um, some I went to college with, um, some I've met more recently, but we, we kind of have this tribe and we get together regularly and it's just a safe place where I can cry, I can laugh, I can just be real and honest and you know, they're just, they're very supportive. And I, I, I had a wise aunt once tell me that you got to have girlfriends, no matter what going through life, you've got to have your girlfriends. And I have the best girlfriends in the whole world. Yeah. And they, they're awesome. You're smiling so big. Um, <laughs> if, if anyone could see, and I'm smiling just as big too, because I agree. Um, I've had some long, you know, lifelong friendships um, and also new friendships that I've, um, you know, from people or women that I've met. And so I 100% agree that that is so beneficial to our well-being as females and absolutely just being able to share anything and everything with um it's it's one of a kind <laughs> yeah I agree it really is well Laura thank you so much um uh, for coming on and sharing your story with my listeners uh so can you please tell my listeners how they can find you and Pure Salon Spa Sure. So um, Pure is on Instagram at Pure Salon Lou, L-O-U. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Pure Salon Spa. Um, and then personally, you can find me at mental underscore girl 502. Great. You guys go check out Pure Salon Spa and um, keep an eye out for what Laura has coming with her self-care society. Yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Laura. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate you having me on and talking with me. This has been fun. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. And it would be so darling if you rate and review my podcast. And then head over to notsodarling.com or follow me on Instagram at notsodarlingtanya. Thanks for listening.